The Purple Rocket Podcast presents Life. Episode 31, The Christmas Trumpet. Blue for the two! Blue for the two! Set, hut, hut, The football snapped back into the hands of the quarterback, who stepped back and looked for an open receiver. There was a loud clack of colliding helmets as both teams slammed into each other. On the sideline, Tyler played his trumpet alongside the marching band. They'd gotten really good at playing to the action of the games, blaring loudly at the exciting moments, playing quietly during the slower moments to build suspense. Normally, Tyler and his crew would be decked out in their marching band suits and tall feather-topped caps. But today was the Turkey Bowl, not an official school game. Nearly half the town came to it anyway. It was a Thanksgiving Day tradition. Everyone gathered at Hilltown's River Park on Thanksgiving morning to watch the local rival football team scrimmage for fun. This was Tyler's first year as captain of the marching band, and he was here to make an impression. He raised his trumpet high and filled the chilly air with music. The tubas thumped. The drummers rat-a-tat-tatted. The clarinets tootalooed. The flag twirlers twirled. And the random dude dressed like a turkey danced like a maniac. What in the world? Who was that guy? Tyler raised an eyebrow at the mascot who was struggling to do the worm on the sideline. Oh man, he was going to miss it. Tyler turned his attention back to the game. The quarterback spotted an open receiver. He threw a long pass just before getting pummeled by a couple of gorilla-sized kids. Tyler and his band readied for their cue, building volume. The ball soared. The receiver jumped, arms outstretched. The crowd got to their feet. Thump! The receiver caught the ball. Tyler blared his loudest note yet, and the band followed suit. Sprinting like there was a rabid dog behind him, the receiver ran the ball toward the end zone. His cleats kicked up grass and dirt with every stride. People cheered. Some groaned. With a couple of dramatic leaps, the receiver reached the end zone and threw the ball down in celebration. A whistle blew. Touchdown! Everyone went wild. The band and crowd shook the earth with their applause and music. Tyler lost himself in the music. Sometimes when the song matched the moment so perfectly, his surroundings would melt away. He'd just close his eyes and let it all out. He rocked from side to side, blowing his heart out. His cheeks ballooned and deflated like a croaking bullfrog. He imagined the whole world dancing to the band's music. This was what it was all about. When the game was over, Tyler tucked his old dented trumpet into his backpack and walked over to congratulate his friend Ricky. Good game. Thanks, man. Ricky gave him a fist bump. That could have been you I was throwing to. Tyler shrugged. Eh, I prefer being the soundtrack. Ricky wiped his sweaty face on his jersey. Come on, man. You're really going to stick with it? When you started going to those band practices, I never thought they'd end up interfering with our games. Ty, you're our strongest guy out there. Play with those eggheads on the weekends. Bob, the receiver, came over and put his arm around Tyler. 
Give it up, Rick. Tyler's become one of them. They made him captain. He's been crowned the king of the nerds. They're actually really cool, Tyler said, pushing Bob's arm off him. You'd know that if you talked to them for two seconds. <laughs> like that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I wouldn't talk to them for ten minutes or with 30 seconds. Bob went cross-eyed looking at his counting fingers. Just stop, Rick shook his head. Guys, Tyler slung his backpack over his shoulder. I had to pick between the two today. I'm going to have to miss some games. Look, Rick glanced back at their coach, who was on the sideline practicing breaking clipboards over his knee. Coach said you've got to ditch this whole horn-blowing charade and show up to the next game. If you don't come, you're off the team. Tyler looked over at their coach, who had stopped breaking clipboards long enough to give them the stink eye. The veins in the man's bald head bulged, and his mouth moved like a Pez dispenser as he chewed his gum. I'll think about it, Tyler said. You better be there, Ricky said, turning to leave. Be there or be here, <laughs> Bob added with a chuckle. Do you hear yourself talk? Ricky said as they ran off together. Coach's ultimatum put a damper on the Thanksgiving feast later that day. All Tyler could think about was what his bandmates were going to say when he told them he'd have to quit. He jabbed at his mashed potatoes that might as well have been a mushy pile of his music-playing dreams. His dad came up to him, his long curly hair swaying as he walked. Ty, Ty, you don't have to remash those potatoes, you know. I got carpal tunnel doing that myself. What's the dealio, familio? Coach is making me quit band. Hmm, I see. Making you pick between the two. Classic bald guy move. What are you going to do, Pikachu? I'm going to quit band. You sure that's what you want, trumpet savant? Dad! Sorry, sorry. Just think about it, kiddo. I know how much you love playing that horn of yours. You'd be ashamed not to have my ears ringing all afternoon. Tyler smiled. You're loco. Tu tambien, mother hen. Good thing Christmas is right around the corner. That should put a little jingle in your step. Have you made a list for Santa yet? Nope. I've been too busy. His dad set his favorite zebra pen and a piece of paper down in front of him. Write down a few things. I'll send it off for you. I won't tell the big man that you broke my riding mower this year. Did not. Oh, you're right. The mower drove itself to Nick's dairy cream before throwing itself down a hill. The steering was jacked up. Uh-huh. Just make your list, Ty. Tyler sighed and picked up the pen. Staring at the blank piece of paper, he thought about what he wanted. He pictured a brand new sparkling brass trumpet with well-oiled valves and a silver mouthpiece. But what good would a present like that do for him now? He shook his head and scribbled something on the paper before handing it back to his dad. That was fast. His dad read it and looked up at him. A new football? You sure this is what you want? Tyler buried his face in his hands. Yes. 
When he returned to school a few days later, he broke the news to the band members. As predicted, they were floored. But we need you, they said. You've already practiced all our songs. I'm sorry, guys. I have no choice. They're going to cut me from the team. Oh, you have a choice, Misty said, setting down her tuba. You just chose to be with the cool kids. We get it. It's not like that. I swear if I could do both, I would. His bandmates weren't buying it. Nothing he said seemed to help. They were right. He had memorized all of the songs and had even arranged a song for the Hilltown Christmas Parade. All that time writing and practicing for nothing. Tyler showed up to the next football game and scored most of the touchdowns. Usually he'd do some celebratory dance in the end zone when he scored, but this time he looked over at the band to see what they were doing. He wished he was over there with them. They sounded so good. Even with his teammates patting his shoulder pads and congratulating him, he couldn't help but feel like he was scoring for the wrong team. During their huddles, some of his teammates would poke fun at the band, calling them nerds or eggheads. The insults made Tyler's blood boil, but before he could say anything, the coach would break the huddle and send them back onto the field. Things were even worse at school. Tyler's football friends kept poking fun at the marching band in the hall, and anytime Tyler would try to mingle with his bandmates, Ricky would come pull him away. Tyler could tell his friends in the band felt betrayed. During lunch, he'd catch them glancing over and shaking their heads. Sometimes, after school, before heading to the locker room to suit up for football practice, he'd sneak over to the band room and listen to his friends practice the song for the Christmas parade. He found himself tapping his foot, closing his eyes and playing an air trumpet, as if he were a part of it. Um, what are you doing? A little girl had stopped to watch him. Tyler snapped out of it and quickly put his hands down. I was just stretching my fingers. He wiggled his middle three fingers. <laughs> the girl rolled her eyes and continued down the hall. Tyler glanced back at the band room one last time and then dragged his feet to the locker room. That evening, Tyler's family did their annual Polar Express drive around town. It was a cheesy tradition his dad had come up with. They'd done it since Tyler and his two younger sisters were little. Their dad would string Christmas lights above the windows inside the van, get everyone a cup of cocoa, and play Christmas music while they drove through the neighborhoods looking at the Christmas lights. His dad would sing his heart out to every song, even if it didn't have lyrics, like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. He'd just make up lyrics to go along with it. Tyler pretended he was annoyed with it, but he secretly loved it too. Sometimes he had to duck whenever they drove by his friends' houses so they wouldn't see his giddy face beaming in the window or catch him singing. When Ty's dad turned the car into one of the best neighborhoods, he looked back at him. Did you hear about the marching band? Tyler sat up. What about it? Apparently, the school doesn't have enough moolah to keep it going, so they announced this would be the last year. Moolah means money. I know what moolah means, Dad. Is this a joke? I wish it were. 
I heard the band is going to try to raise money at the Christmas parade to keep it going. They're taking donations. I'd be ashamed to see it go. You guys were really good. Like T-Swift good. Tyler slumped back into his seat. Yeah, we were. He looked out the window at the yards filled with sparkling Santa statues, waving snowmen and glowing nativity scenes. They eventually turned onto Main Street where the parade would be. Wreaths with red bows adorned light posts and thousands of little white lights covered the gazebo at the center of the roundabout. Next to it was a giant Christmas tree with a bright star perched on top. Tyler imagined his band marching around it, playing their song. It wasn't even a Christmas song they'd prepared. Should he have arranged something different? He hoped it was good enough to get a bunch of donations. At the end of Main Street, he could see blaring lights from the football field and the massive new scoreboard the school had just purchased. That's probably where all the marching band's money went, Tyler thought. Over the next few weeks, it seemed all Tyler could think about was the marching band. After football practice, he'd find himself sneaking away from his football buddies to practice his trumpet at home. No matter how sweaty and tired he was, there was always a little left in him to belt out a few tunes. His sisters listened in the doorway as he played them a Christmas song. Before he knew it, Christmas was here. Tyler's sisters always woke him up way too early and made him help organize the presents into piles. By the time their dad shuffled out of bed in his SpongeBob pajamas, they'd already plowed through two bowls of Reese's Puff cereal. Per tradition, they sat next to the Christmas tree and read the nativity story before taking turns opening presents. As predicted, Tyler got a brand new football from Santa Claus. Turning it over in his hands, he felt a pit in his stomach. He was grateful, but couldn't help feeling like he'd gotten it all wrong. After all the presents were opened, Tyler's dad leaned over. Hold on, hold on, what the? That couldn't be, well, is that? Mm-hmm, I think you missed one behind the tree. Tyler glanced between the tree and his dad, who was suppressing a smile and twiddling his fingers. Tyler walked over and pushed the pine branches aside so he could squeeze behind the tree. There was something shiny behind it. His heart thumped in his chest. Could it be? He bent down and scooped it up. It was a brand new trumpet! There wasn't a dent or a scratch on it, just perfect, glistening brass bending in beautiful curves. Colorful lights from the Christmas tree reflected on its surface, making it sparkle. It's a new trumpet, Tyler shouted, holding it high in the air. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh! He turned to run back to his dad, but instead tripped over the tree, tackling it to the ground. He jumped up, covered in pine needles, and ran over to hug his dad. Oh, thank you so much, I love it. His dad laughed. Well, I basically had to drain your college fund to buy it, but you're welcome. Tyler played with that trumpet all morning. He played Christmas songs. He played jazz. He played rock anthems. 
He played marching band songs. The notes had never sounded sweeter. He played it so loud that his cheeks hurt and the neighbor's dog started to bark. By the end of the day, he'd played every song he'd ever learned and then some. Satisfied, he and his family headed downtown to watch the Christmas parade. Every inch of Main Street was decked out for the occasion. The women from the bingo club were selling candy cane swirl cotton candy on the corner. A group of carolers dressed in Dickens attire sang an impressive arrangement of Deck the Halls. In front of the barber shop was a hot chocolate bar. Tyler picked from the endless assortment of toppings to go in his steaming cup of cocoa. Marshmallows, whipped cream, cinnamon, and caramel drizzle teetered above his cup. On the lawn of River Park, kids chased around a guy dressed like the gingerbread man, which was probably the same dude who dressed up as the turkey. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the... <laughs> the kids tackled him and jumped up and down. <laughs> Tyler and his family stopped by the Hilltown Christmas Village, where there were rows of booths full of magical Christmas displays. One had a miniature scene of Santa flying over rooftops made of cardboard. Another one had animatronic elves wrapping presents. But the family favorite, by far, was the Yeti Cave, a booth decorated to look like the icy cave of the abominable snowman that roared at you when you stepped in front of it. Tyler, over here, came Ricky's voice. We saved a spot for you. He was sitting in a lawn chair on the curb next to Bob and the rest of the football team. They reserved the same parade spot every year, usually having to push kids out of the way to get it. Their coach was pacing in front of the chairs. You call that sitting? What a bunch of sissies! Tyler looked at his dad. Bald guys, am I right? His dad said. Go ahead, we'll catch up with you after. Tyler took his seat next to his friends and waited for the parade to begin. He was feeling anxious. He knew he'd see the marching band towards the end of the parade. Would they give him dirty looks? Would they get enough donations? Were they even going to play the song he'd arranged? His legs bounced as he waited. Ricky, Bob, and his other football friends were having a blast goofing off and throwing cocoa bar toppings at kids that walked by. They finally stopped when the parade began. Samantha Roberts, the town's mayor, led the parade, dressed in an over-the-top glittering red dress. She did her best parade wave and blue kisses. Apparently, this was her chance to relive her rodeo queen days. Behind her came the school floats, decorated with tons of lights and waving kids who threw candy. A candy cane pelted Tyler in the head. Ow! Next came the Christmas Buggies, a group of old guys from the Rotary Club that drove around in these little go-karts decorated with lights. Some of them honked clown horns and almost ran people over. Then the fire truck and police cars cruised by, also decorated with Christmas lights. There were several more floats, an impressively decorated mountain of presents, a snow globe scene, and of course Santa Claus on his candy cane throne. Then he heard it the sound of drums. Tyler's heart seemed to beat right along with them. He craned his neck to see around the floats. There it was, the marching band, 
dressed in red and white suits and feather-topped hats, marched across the street. At the front, a couple of the flag twirlers carried a banner asking for donations. Several more of them walked along the sides, holding out top hats for spectators to throw money into. <laughs> look at those eggheads, Rick shouted. Bob threw some marshmallows at them. Eggheads! <laughs> nice hats, losers, called another teammate. Tyler's legs bounced faster and faster. He closed his eyes, feeling the music. Tyler, Rick repeated. Tyler opened his eyes. Huh? I said, can you believe you were almost one of those ninnies? Tyler didn't laugh. He watched his band friends play their hearts out. The donations were sparse. Hey, Ty. Bob held out a marshmallow for him to throw. Tyler looked between the marshmallow and the marching band. Then, as if in slow motion, Tyler jumped to his feet, knocking the marshmallow out of Bob's hand. Tyler swung his backpack forward, unzipped it, and whipped out his new trumpet in all its gleaming glory. His football friends fell back, stunned. Tyler spun the trumpet on his finger, marched out into the street, and joined the marching band. His bandmates grinned behind their mouthpieces. At the front of the band, Tyler belted out the notes to their song. Everyone around him ramped up the volume. The tubas rumbled. The drums went rat-a-tat-tat. The clarinets tweedled. They all swayed to the tune. Everyone watching from the curb started stomping their feet to the music. Families started running up and joining the band in their march, stuffing the hats with their donations. Tyler closed his eyes and lost himself in the music. He rocked from side to side, blowing his heart out. His cheeks ballooned and deflated like a croaking bullfrog. He imagined the whole world dancing to their music. When he opened his eyes, it looked as though it was. Everyone except for the furious football team had joined in their march. The hats were overflowing with cash People stomped and cheered. His dad and sisters were doing their goofiest dance. When the crowd reached the end of the street, everyone circled the giant Christmas tree and danced to the music. Tyler held his trumpet high, the lights from the giant Christmas tree reflecting in its brass. In perfect unison, the band brought the parade to a climactic end with one last blaring note. Rocketeers, I hope you enjoyed that Christmas episode. I literally just wrote that whole episode around one song that I heard. That last song I came across and I was like, I got to write something around this about a marching band. And then this Christmas thing kind of got spun into it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. I think it's an important lesson that we need to really use our gifts and not be ashamed of them. Everybody's good at different things. That's what's so cool about the world we live in. Everybody's so different. And these talents that we have not only bless us, but they bless other people. When I was in high school, I was big into basketball. I was on the basketball team. To this day, I still love basketball. But I also had this other side of me that loved to tell stories and make movies with my buddies. 
And there was a conflict there a little bit. And this story is not based on that. My basketball friends were amazing. They're really good guys. But it was interesting. It was this weird internal struggle I had. And it wasn't that I was like, oh, I'm being a nerd or whatever. It was it's cool to be a nerd. It was more of just, wow, these are two super different things. And how do I balance my time between them. And it was just this crazy struggle I had growing up, figuring out my interests. And you Rocketeers are in this really cool stage where you're figuring out what you like and what you're good at. And you don't want to overload yourself, but it is good to explore new things, try new things, because you'll never know if you're good at things until you you experiment a little bit. Maybe you try piano or you do try a sport or something. Maybe you try writing or singing, whatever it is. I mean, it's so incredible. My wife's a beautiful singer, and it just is such a cool blessing and gift for our family for her to bring that. And then, you know, I tell stories, uh, which seemed like such a random talent. You know, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with that. But, you know, here I am. I'm sharing these stories not only with my kids, which is such a cool experience, but with you, Rocketeers. And based on your feedback, you know, many of you have been uh, blessed or benefited from hearing some of these stories. So it's just so cool to really use your talents. And this is the time of year where we can use our gifts to help others. Christmas is a time of giving. Find an opportunity to help those around you, Rocketeers, with your gifts. If you're good at singing, go sing some carols to somebody that you think needs it. You like to build things, build a toy for somebody, whatever it is. Use your gifts for good. They're such a powerful tool and bringing joy to this world. So don't forget that. I actually, little side note, I played the trumpet in, uh, was that elementary school? Elementary school band. I played the trumpet. Uh, was I good? No. No, I was not. But uh, <laughs> I do remember, I remember uh, Houston Elementary played the trumpet in band, fifth and sixth grade, I believe. I remember being excited when we got to play Louie Louie. Louie Louie. And I was just like so pumped because it was like a cool song. And uh, I do remember how gross it was to have to blow out the spit valve, not to get nasty, but there's this like little spit valve at the bottom of a trumpet. You have to like pinch it open and blow. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's nasty. Anyway, good memories playing the trumpet. Yeah. And my musical talent basically ended there. And uh, anyway, uh, I want to give a couple shout outs to some of our listeners. Lily and her brother Will from New Zealand. Thank you so much, Lily and Will, for your support, for listening to the series. And I hear that you guys really love the new Wingling stories. I'm loving the Wingling series, too. I love the first season, and this season's just, I don't know, it's a fun new dynamic with Will and his sister M. So, awesome. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. I gotta thank my mom, Roxanne, for helping me edit the story. And, of course, Jeremy from HarmoniousIdeas.com. And, as always, you Rocketeers for tuning in and listening Have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. Just take this season to share your love and gifts with others. Try to think of people other than yourself. That's my challenge to you, Rocketeers. You're awesome. Till next time, this is your host, Greg Webb.